Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. Welcome, welcome all to the pineapple luncheon. <laughs> that's it, that's the intro. <laughs> and we thought about whether or not we're going to do music. Just need something tinkly and Victorian yes. sounding. <laughs> yes, I would love that. I would love that. So welcome to our inaugural episode of the Pineapple Luncheon. Um, You might remember us from Woke Doctor Who. I'm Eugenia. I'm Toya. (laughs) Welcome. So so why are we doing this, Toya? (laughs) Well, okay. So as we told you guys when we started Woke Doctor Who, it really came out of Eugenia and I having conversations about our favorite thing, our favorite nerderies, our favorite fandoms. But then we noticed as Woke Doctor Who has gone on for years and we're very, very proud of it and still hope you're listening. And yes, there will be new episodes. Yes. We realized that our conversations are so much bigger than just what's going on in Doctor Who, what's going on in Harry Potter, what's happening in the Marvel Universe. Although all of those things are still very, very interesting to us. We also love other things, you guys. We love romance novels. We love <laughs> smut. We love <laughs> we love British TV and film. We love food and sexy people. And so we thought we'd just do an entirely new podcast that's just about fun and sex and whatever what else. Say? Yeah, fun, problematic, sexy stuff, and anything and else. And anything we want. else that we want to talk about. Why? Because we're grown and we can do this. And you shouldn't have left us alone with a computer and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this is the place where you can find my and Eugenia's opinions about everything that isn't Doctor Who or other geekeries. What do you say to that, Eugenia? Yes. Yeah, I think that, you know, after a while, um, you know, and I reiterate that we're still very proud of Doctor of Woke Doctor Who and we're still going to be making much more. But we started realizing that, um, you know, there were other things that we kept trying to shoehorn into Doctor Who, mm-hmm. you know, and then we kept sort of going, OK, well, we really want to talk about this. So let's do a little, like a special episode. And then the special episodes can only take us so far, you know, and so we we 
achieved a little bit with like our little nerdiest questions and our our Harry Potter episodes. But then we started to feel bad of like people going, why aren't you like nobody, nobody actually said to us, why aren't you talking about Doctor Who? But we started to worry of that about that sentiment for for you guys. And so um, we just thought it would be better for us, especially, um, you know, especially because, you know, when the pandemic happened, we both found ourselves kind of veering away from Doctor Who a little bit because at least from my perspective, like after everything that happened, it was hard for me to watch something where the hero won or heroes mm. won at the end of every episode because what our real world looked like just seemed so far away from that, you know, um, yeah. with COVID, with Trump, with the insurrection on the Capitol, you know, things like that just started to make like make me feel like I couldn't even watch Doctor Who because I just couldn't see like the good guys win because it didn't feel like the good guys were winning in real life. Yeah. And it didn't feel like a comfort watch to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It had been my comfort watch. And then I realized I don't want to watch animals or monsters or aliens or whatever being fought. I don't want to watch a war of good against bad. I just want to watch something that makes me feel warm and cozy or something that, you know, sparks my sexy side or something with people with soothing accents. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think both of us have really gotten into kind of romance genres and all of that kind of stuff during the last year or so. Um, I know I have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And so like that kind of stuff has been a little more fun, a little more soothing, a little more comfortable for me um, because outside was already scary enough. I needed right. the inside to just be kind of soft and warm and happy. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't so much just romance for us. Yeah. But it was more of like, you know, what feels a little bit more like a confection and what yes, felt yes. a little less like a meal, you know, because yes. Doctor Who, especially like, you know, from the lens from which we watch it, it started to feel like um, like I was being too vigilant as I was watching it. Like I started being like, OK, did they get it right? Did they did they get the representation yes. right? And, you know, partially maybe that's our own fault, but partially it's like the world we're living in is changing, you know? Yes. And yeah. so that's very much where it came from for us of like, you know, we we definitely started to miss our conversations with each other. And, you know, just to share, like we we always talk about with Woke Doctor Who how like how like I proposed to Toya that we start this podcast <laughs> like in in the pool in the spa. Yes. <laughs> But, like, it was very much the same thing, like, with Doctor Who for us, where we were like, I like Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who? Oh, what what do you think about these things? And that's kind of how the conversation started. And so our turn towards romance kind of took that same route of, like, wait, I like this now. You like yeah. this now? Oh, we should we talk about this? <laughs> kind of yeah, thing. it was very much that. Like, so guess what I've been doing over the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading romance and erotica. What have you been doing? <laughs> you know? And it kind of went that way. You're right. And, um, and so a lot of our conversations kind of grew out of that. I mean, of course, you know, the two of us, we're always going to have analysis for every yeah. single thing. Um, but it started feeling much less um, onerous. And I wasn't, I wasn't angry. 
you know, a lot of a lot of what we wound up talking about for good or ill on Woke Doctor Who are things that that can really get your blood pressure up. That makes you kind of angry and upset. Um, And so this the Pineapple Luncheon um, is a place where we can talk about all of the tomfoolery. <laughs> Without as much of the angst. Right. I mean, it's going to show up somewhere, but right. not as much of it. And we keep saying romance. And like, I know that we definitely have um, listeners who are more on the ace side of the spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, neither of us are ace. So that it is going to be, um, you know, up to you guys whether you come along with us or not. Um, but I will say that both of us, like, are not just looking at this like, like romance as like a monolith. Like there's yeah. so many, there's so many aspects of relationships. There's so many aspects of romance and that don't necessarily just mean like, you know, media sponsored hetero love, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Number and, one. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. And so I want to just make sure that like, like all you guys, of course, it's up to you whether you want to come along with us. But it's kind of like we are planning to talk about all aspects of, yeah. of inner, like people interacting with each other. Yes, and this is not a romance and erotica podcast. Like no. that's not what it is. It just happened to be the thing that kind of made us think about, hey, we should do another one that's about all of the other things that we're interested in that are not related to Doctor Who. Or, you know, associated fandoms and geekeries. Right. So this is really the podcast for the stuff that ain't that. <laughs> so right. that doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to both of them. Every episode is not going to be about love and relationships and sex, <laughs> we promise. <laughs> right. Because as a big example, um, our name, the Pineapple Luncheon, actually comes from our obsession with Jane Austen. Yes. And we know that, you know, Jane Austen is like fits generally in the romance category, but it's so much more to us. Like there's so much more that has to do with manners and people interacting with each other and the like witty, witty repartee and all of these sort of power dynamics that you see um, from the Regency era, you know, like they're fascinating to, to both of us. And so the name actually comes from um, they, uh, so I think the BBC or PBS or both just adapted, um the the I forget what the actual novel was was it is called Sanderson, I think it's right? Called Sanderson, okay. Yeah. So Jane Austen's last um like writing, we won't call mm-hmm. it a novel because I think only a chapter of it was ever like written Finished. or completed. Yeah. yeah. And so Sanditon, um, they made an adaptation of it and um in it, and this this is where it goes past what Jane Austen wrote, um, the very eccentric rich old lady um has uh has had a pineapple grown for her in a like cultivated for her uh in a in a greenhouse and decides to have an epic luncheon (laughs) around this pineapple um and things of course go absolutely awry and so um it really sort of calls back to the fact that Toya and I when we first started um doing like podcasting and planning and stuff we ended up going to lunch for like six hours at a time just to talk about (laughs) stuff um and so yeah it kind of went that way and I also I thought about how often that you said that you when you put your hair up you look like a pineapple I'm a pineapple (laughs) (laughs) 
when I wear my big old bun on top of my head, I <laughs> call myself a fine apple. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, it's so sad because pineapples are one of my favorite fruit and I'm allergic. Oh, no. So I I'm cannot kind of actually have too. pineapple. I have pineapple once a year. My mother makes me a pineapple upside down cake for my birthday. I load myself up with Benadryl. I eat oh, that yeah. one slice of pineapple upside down cake and then I give the rest away to the oh. family. Wait, have you tried like just like grilling it, like grilling the pineapple? Does that still activate your allergies? Sometimes it's not as bad when it's not fresh. So like Mm -hmm. if it's been cooked, which is why I can eat the pineapple pineapple, Mm -hmm. without too much problem. As long as I'm just eating just one slice, you know, not eating a whole cake, but fresh pineapple. Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. It doesn't do well for me. Neither does shrimp, which is another thing that makes me very, very sad. But oh, but yes, I mean, that that pineapple luncheon, the part of it that was so hysterical, aside from the fact that this lady did an entire presentation of a pineapple, which turned out to be rotten on the inside, <laughs> was that the whole thing um, was very much based around the Black woman um, in Sanderton, which is another thing that is very, very interesting about this Austin work. Although mm-hmm. she didn't finish it, is that there is a black character yep. um, in that is, you know, in the forefront of the show. She isn't some kind of side person. She isn't a servant off to the side. In fact, she's quite wealthy. She's an heiress. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this old lady <laughs> is doing this luncheon in honor of this wealthy black heiress. Right. Yes. And the black woman knows very much that that's what's happening. Like she sees the racial dynamics of what's happening. But of course, everybody's supposed to be too mannerly to say anything about it. Um, And she is not mannerly. She does not behave properly and well. She causes chaos. So the entire scene is hysterical. (laughs) Yes. And if you haven't seen Sanditon, I very, very highly recommend it. Um, for her, actually, for her character and seeing how she interacts with, you know, these Victorian English people. Mm-hmm. Um, also for Theo. God. Yeah, I actually <laughs> love, so what's beautiful. the other guy's name? I think the other guy, Leo Suter. So Theo and Leo. Yes. Which I hadn't realized yes. until this moment. Um, but like he, what is his name? Oh, no, I can't remember I his name. I forget there. We were going back and forth about who we sided with. Yeah. And by Stringer. The way, that's yes. what it was. By the way, I actually prefer his character, the other yes. guy's character, Teen and Stringer. I root for him. But Theo is just beautiful to look at. Like, it's just so, ridiculous. <laughs> I did something really, really silly. And I don't even know how I did this, but I made, um, like, I did a screen recording somehow of of just Stringer and, like, the other workers walking down to the cricket game. Because, like, you know, they're sitting there, and this is where, <laughs> ridiculous, uh, like, their their coats, those amazing riding coats are, like, billowing out the behind them, and the they wind. just look yes. so badass and so hot. And so I was, like, somehow <laughs> I created a recording, and it's randomly on my, like, my Instagram now, and it's just a video that I watch over I and over. It. Please tag me in it so that I, I can will. save it. <laughs> I have an entire saved section on Instagram that's just called Wolf. Oh, my God. So mine is the weirdest thing ever. It's called Horms. <laughs> I don't know. I started to write horny and then just sort of typed the M and then was like, I had an S. 
Okay, done. Yes, mine is wolf, and it is very, (laughs) very many pictures of Henry Cavill. Oh my god, mine lately has been pictures, so many pictures. Like I'm, I'm really glad that Tom Hiddleston was able to shake off this whole Taylor Swift episode of his because now I can like him again. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so they're very, very many videos and pictures of Tom Hiddleston doing stage swordplay <laughs> like, like like I think he was in like a, like a bunch of the Shakespeare oh god I can't remember which one it was it's one of the ones I haven't seen um which is why like I cannot remember the name of it but um yeah so he had to fight with a sword on stage and it was just so hot <laughs> I was like okay I'm saving all of this save 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 so one of my favorite things lately how much are we going to share about our lives on this podcast? (laughs) Okay. So we're talking about sexy things and anything we want. So, okay. You guys staying very high level. Um, I'm a kinkster. So here's the thing, something that I've been loving lately from Loki. There's this thing going around a post of Loki being on his knees and he's, you know, and there's somebody captions the picture that says something like, look at this man. This is a man who is used to being on his knees. Like he's sitting up straight. His shoulders are back. His hands are in his lap. He's being a perfect supplicant, you know. <laughs> and I looked at it and went, ooh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then to make it worse, Somebody points me to a clip from an interview that Tom Middleton did. And a lady talks about him being slapped or punched or something like that in Loki. And she says to him, is that the first time you've ever been slapped by a woman? And he says, he kind of smirks and says, I'm pleased to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. Tom Hiddleston sets up. Oh, God. <laughs> now, those two things out of all of Tom Hiddleston's life are not indication that Tom Hiddleston is, in fact, a submissive. But it works for me very much, you guys. And so, yeah, that's my favorite thing now is just imagining that Tom Hiddleston is somewhere on his knees wanting to be smacked across the face. <laughs> See how this would never have made it into Woke Doctor Who, you see? No. This is why. (laughs) Unless somehow he was on Doctor Who. I mean, could connect him. Every English actor is connected um, to Doctor Who. So, yeah, we could connect him. But, you know, it's more fun. It's more fun to just be able to talk about it irrespective of anything else that makes any sense whatsoever. About yeah. the fact that that's my latest fan wank is that Tom Hiddleston <laughs> <laughs> is a sub. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I am preparing myself again for The Witcher, which, by the way, I don't think comes out until December. Oh, really? Oh, I think oh. I think that's what the trailer said, that it's going to be like December of this year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So oh, several months away. What have I done? I have gone and rewatched the entire season. 
people started pulling up interviews of Henry Cavill talking about being Geralt. I watched one this morning where he was in the tub. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So my current, I guess, so other than, so one of the things that happened (laughs) during um, the pandemic for me was I started missing seeing like my mom and all my friends that are also Asian. And so I started watching K dramas and K Korean variety shows. And I absolutely just fell for this one actor named Sung Hoon. Oh my God. (laughs) He's the most beautiful person I have ever seen in my entire life. Picture of him on our Instagram. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Definitely. And um, the strange, he's in the strangest drama right now. um, And I hate watch it. Like I absolutely hate watch it because it's so, okay. I I haven't told you this yet, Toya, but so you will hear it now, (laughs) but it's on, um, it's on Netflix and it's called um, love featured marriage and divorce. And I hate the show so much because basically it involves like these women in like their thirties, forties and fifties all getting cheated on by their husbands Mm. and like all the stuff that happens around it and like i like i feel like it's worth us like sort of diving into the concept of hate watching because it's like i'm doing it and i keep watching it i keep looking at the reddits for it just to be angry about it and i'm just like you know i i blame sung hoon for for getting me into this stuff but it's okay because he's so pretty (laughs) i have hate watches by the way i mean the Witcher is kind of a hate watch for me. Well, I oh, don't for you, really? really? Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. I don't really like it that much. Mm. Um, I was never like into The Witcher or anything like that before the show mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. I really don't like any of the characters, except like, I guess his name is Haskia, the little bard, the bard? guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the best character. He's the only, I don't like any of them. And that really kind of includes Geralt. Like, yeah. I don't like any of I just watch it because Henry Cavill is beautiful. Yep. And even still, the entire time, I'm like, all of these people smell. I get, like, it's gross. None of them yeah. bathe. They all smell. And I am very, very irritated with Yennefer and why she has a smoky navy blue eye in the middle of the forest. Like, I, I yeah. don't understand. So many things are explained away as she's a sorceress. So, no, so. no, no. That doesn't make any sense. No. So, so, yeah, that's kind of a hate watch for me. But the mm-hmm. biggest hate watch of my entire life has been Eon Fix My Life. Oh, no. <laughs> it is the worst. It is the worst show in the entire world. And I actually think it's actively damaging to people. And yet I have watched every single episode. And Sarai will just come and be like, why do you continue to watch it? Every time I can tell what you're watching because I'm upstairs and you're in the basement and I can hear you yelling Yelling. at the television. Um, And that's in the forefront of my mind because the show has wrapped like it's done. And I finally caught up to the, you know, the ending specials or whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, good i'm glad i'm glad this is over you can't do any more damage to anybody's life and then also thinking to myself well now what the hell am i gonna watch (laughs) (laughs) because i need something like that i need the thing that's going to make me scream at the television there's something cathartic about it like just 
able to shriek and argue about something that makes no sense at all. Sarah's trying to get me to, into watching Love Island or oh, something God. with her. That, yeah, that's what she does. That yeah. is why I started watching The Bachelorette. And yep. I tried with The Bachelor, um, but I cannot do it. It is just too bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I think it's the same reason people watch horror movies in yep. that like, you know, especially like the slasher ones where you're like, girl, don't go in there. Like the, the like, girl, don't, go. don't. Yep. what are you doing? Are you stupid? Like, like, because you want to feel, it makes you feel smarter. It makes you feel like you yourself would never have that happen to you. And that's how I feel when I watch, like when I watch the bachelorette and this, this damn, this damn terrible K drama. I'm literally like, um, watch just oh God, said it's, it's so bad. It's so messy. And like the, the thing that took me a little while to get over is that it's all over the place, like in terms of the editing. So sometimes you're like, wait, who am I looking at? Wait, what? And it has like little, like, Oh, fantasy, like, oh, this is a dream sequence kind of things that you don't know until the end. But there's one character that I hate so much that, like, if she, if I ever see her in anything else, I'm just going to, like, turn it off. And I don't care what she, oh, my God, this is the dumbest thing ever. Oh, so she, um, so she is one of the mistress of the, the guy that's in his 40s. Okay. And the way they met was the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Like they were on a plane and she like was sitting next to him and she like fell or something. And then they went to like, like, I guess like a lot of fancy planes have like lounge sections or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he tells this stupid ass story. (laughs) I hate every character in this damn movie, this damn (laughs) show. Um, He tells a stupid ass story of how, when he was a kid, he knew a guy, knew another kid who could eat an apple without making a sound. And then like, so she proceeds to do it um, with her stupid, big, like double eyelid surgery eyes. And like, just looks so punchable that I just like <laughs> I was just like angry watching that whole thing and then for some reason she like faints and he's like oh this is <laughs> why did she this faint from the stress of trying to eat quietly it's the dumbest what? thing I've ever seen what? in my life it's so stupid <laughs> this is from the stress of trying to eat quietly I've never heard of that yes it's not a thing it's not yeah, a thing. It doesn't exist. And that's why I've never to heard be of a it. Doctor too, which is it's literally it is the dumbest show I have ever seen in my life and I can't stop watching it because they all make me feel much better at my own life. That's really it. I think that's what hate watching is about. Like yes. it gives you then an out. It lets you look at other people's problems and think to yourself, well they're just the stupidest people in the world and at least I don't have to deal with any of that because I'm mm-hmm. smarter than them. Yes. You know. Yep. That literally is it. Um, but yeah, every now and then Sarai will get me into watching Love Island or something equally stu- stupid. It's horrible. She really loves trashy TV and it has to be like trashy, like dating shows, some yeah. kind of nonsense like that. I think she started watching the F Boy Island thing. <gasps> Which I keep trying to. I will say F Boy Island and then I'll go for boy <laughs> Island. <laughs> for boy Island. <laughs> 
I keep looking at it and saying to myself, I'm going to watch it. And then I just yeah. cannot make myself click on that. At some point, we'll have to do the trashy reality stuff. Because, we have to. Oh, my God. So, like, The Bachelorette is happening right now. And I literally did, like, a full psychological breakdown of, like, one of the, like, the, like a, 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 an interaction that went very, very badly because both of the people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in a, in a very recent episode. And I was just like, oh my God, because I got my best friend into watching it too. And she was like, tell me what you think of this situation. And I was like, the end, the, my end take on it is everybody is stupid. <laughs> and that's why it went that way. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I did watch the very first season of um, Love Island and I had to turn on subtitles because there's this one girl with an accent, which I think is called Scouse. Yeah. That yeah. I was like, I have no idea what she's saying. Like, there's, I have no idea. Sarah loves them. She loves Love Island. She loves, um, Are You the One? I think oh, no. of it. Um, we both started watching Love is Blind. Oh. And then I got to like the second episode. And I think it was so like the black woman and the white man were like in love. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's it. That's it. I've seen it all. The black woman gets the happy ending. The end. I don't have to watch the rest of the mm-hmm. show. Mind you, that was like episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched any further. Oh, and so now I'm like, I should really go and finish watching the show because now they have the. I oh, yeah, the after, after the, the thing. Yeah, yeah the I saw it come up after the something. So I'm like, okay, I want to see what's happened to those two I don't care about anybody else yeah. involved but I feel like I have to watch the whole thing so maybe I'll go back and watch the whole thing we should have an entire episode just On about the reality the show. reality romance and dating yes, show. we should I watched oh god um first dates on have you seen first oh Dates? no I asked where it was because you mentioned it and oh, I was like okay um, I need to know where HBO this is Max. okay so the first dates um, and first dates hotel, which is so good, oh, but only the UK version. Like I tried watching. There's one that's Irish. There's an Australian. Uh, a few different ones, like Canada, and none of the other ones are good. Mm. But the UK version of first dates and first dates hotel. Please watch it, okay. and then we'll have a whole. We'll have a whole episode <laughs> <laughs> about that, and I will suck it up and like watch one of the ones you watch like we yeah. have to watch things together so yes. we can have an actual conversation about it so if you tell me i have to watch the bachelorette i will watch the okay. Bachelorette. yeah i used to be a faithful watcher of both the bachelor and the bachelorette years and years ago when it first started out yeah well it's one of those you know i watched maybe the first maybe the first bachelorette or bachelor season. And then I started watching it again because of, um, there was one girl on the bachelor who the guy picked her and then, um, proposed to her. And then they were supposed to have like a happy couple date at like the, after the show had finished filming to like, you know, that the show paid for. And he went and there were cameras and he broke up with her and picked the other girl. And this was after the engagement. And I was like, no. Oh God, this show is messy as shit. I have to oh, watch it. No. Oh my God. So here's another one you have to watch with me. If you're not already watching married at first sight. Oh, I have. You're you're one of several that has. Okay, I, I love that complete trash heap of a show. <laughs> Sarah and I get into it every single season. 
this this is like a hate watch for the both of us. So we're okay. both constantly screaming at the TV because at least half of the couples every season are completely hateful. Mm-hmm. They're horrible people. And even if they're not horrible people, they're horribly coupled. So like, you know, the experts, God forbid that these people call themselves experts because it is a horrified mess. They put these people together in some kind of opposites attract nonsense, which, yeah, maybe opposites attract if you're going on a first date, but you're supposed to be married to these people. Right. So you need to find Ooh. someone with similarities because you need to be married. It always goes completely wrong. It's always somebody where, you know, the man has said something like, okay, so one season, oh God, he's the worst. God, he's still the worst. So, there's this. There was a white guy who said he likes "quote unquote" ethnic women, right? Oh so he goes God. down the line of like his last few girlfriends, and he says something like, "You know, I dated a black woman, I dated a Latina, I dated an Asian woman." Like so, like he goes down mm-hmm. this. None of them are like the blonde haired, blue eyed, "quote unquote" all American white woman. None of the people he's ever dated. Who do they set him up with? A blonde hair, blue eyed, all American white woman. Complete conflama from the mm-hmm. very first instance. He clearly doesn't think she's cute. She's way into it. And by the way, I think they had like gone out on a date or something beforehand, or oh. they each other. Before. It was it was some kind of shenanigans. And so they already knew each other is the point, mm-hmm. right? So it was shenanigans from start to finish, and it's something like that every single season. like this last season there was the guy who had another girl pregnant before hand and never Uh-oh. said anything to anybody um yeah so anyway it's always nonsense this season has just kind of started i think we're only maybe two or three episodes in um and i still need to catch up but yeah there is the first i think it's the first asian couple this <gasps> Yeah, and what I think the odds? Vietnamese. Okay, um, but yeah, the very first Asian couple. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Yeah, after so, this long, right? Out of all of the people in the entire country, this is the first time on season like thirteen or fourteen that mm-hmm. you found, <laughs> that you found this couple. But um, yeah, it's so I and only their second interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's, every season yeah and this is part of like um why the bachelorette thing is not just because it's a reality show not just because it's a dating show that it's a hate watch for me is because the show in and of itself really does prop up white supremacy because it's usually a white lead there's only been two ever um like recognizably non-white leads and then there was a third oh no now there's now there's been three and there was a fourth but she's not she doesn't present as like she's half latina and doesn't present as such but only one of any host or any like main character what are they called bachelor or bachelorette only one has ever picked a person of color as their final choice. One out of however many seasons of both shows. Like, that's appalling to me. Oh, oh, and on top of that, not only is there Bachelor and Bachelorette, there is 
Bachelor in Paradise, which is the most messy thing I have ever seen in my entire life, except maybe Love Island. <laughs> it's like so bad. And so, yes, like I, I definitely want to talk to you about them because like there's so a lot of people need therapy and very few people actually go and, right. you know, address the things that they need to. <laughs> So. We need to write that on our list of, okay, so whatever our episode is going to be about, yes. one episode is going to be just trashy dating and romance shows and yes. the nonsense therein. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Cause oh, it is tough watching people not get, not be able to get out of their own way. And again, it's kind of that same horror movie thing. Like you feel a little bit better off about yourself because you're like, okay, I'm not that bad. <laughs> right. I might not be a whiz at dating, but goddamn, I'm not nearly as bad as these folks. Um, Yeah, there is something very kind of, well, at least I haven't fallen to the depths of putting myself on television to find love. (laughs) You know, like, I I cannot imagine. You have two weeks to get engaged. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Right, right. Terrible. Like, I cannot imagine. There's no way in the world. And Sarai and I were talking about, so will we ever go on Married at First Sight? And I was like, I know it's horrible, but there's a part of me that thinks it would be really fun. (laughs) Like, it would be absolutely the worst decision ever. And then she went, well, what if I went on it? I'm like, I would have my cell phone tucked away. Because I'm the mother of the bride, so I get to go in. And if I see this dude and he's ugly, I'm sending you a text message that says, don't come down. Don't come down. (laughs) Leave. I'll meet you outside. I'll bring the car around to the front. Like, there's no way in the world I would let you marry somebody unattractive or who I just took one look at him because I, I do this. It's horrible. But I will take one look at a person and be like, I don't like you. If I yep. took one look at this dude and was like, mm-hmm, I don't like him. I'm sending you a text. Meet me at the car. I don't like him. I don't I don't care, Sarah. I, I don't, no, you're not even coming down here. You're not going to see him. I don't like him. And I looked over at his family and I don't like the looks of them either. We're leaving. We're leaving immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some everybody needs that friend. Like I'm like, none of these girls ever said to any of the women before they come down the aisle, like makes eye contact with them in the back and is like, just no, no, no don't no. <laughs> don't walk well, down here. And it's it's such an old fashioned concept too, right? Like yes. you know, arranged marriages are still happening the world oh, over, yeah. and it's just sort of like, yeah, it's it's kind of nice to see them reach these shores again. <laughs> I wonder about that all the time. Like, would I? Do I have anybody in my life that I would trust enough to yeah. arrange a marriage for me? Because traditionally, you know, it's kind of done by your parents, right? Right. I would not trust either of my parents to arrange a marriage for me. First of all, my father, bless him, is a minister. So he's very, very Christian and churchy. That would be the worst choice for me is somebody who is Christian and churchy. And that's exactly who he would pick because he would say, I need a man to bring her back to Christ. So number one, hell no. And then my mother would pick somebody that she's like, he looks like a good provider. He has stable income, which means she's going to pick somebody with like a good government job, which no shade because I have a good government job myself. However, that is not right. That is not 
the standard and criteria I would want you to use picking my husband. Like she would say, Ladybug, he looked like he got a good pension plan. <laughs> so he <laughs> You know, nothing else about him has anything to do with what I would like, but he probably has a good pension plan. And therefore, you very, should marry him. It's very Austinian. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly. He has at least 3000 a year. A year. <laughs> at what? Least. Yeah. I don't think I would trust anyone in my life to pick to pick someone for me to marry. Absolutely nobody. Like I know I have some very good friends. I have my mother, um, and I would trust nobody, <laughs> nobody to pick. Them. I would trust her eye. Oh, She's okay. Good. I think that would I be would. good. I think I would yeah. trust her eye to do it. She knows exactly what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the type of person, like she knows about the personality characteristics that I really care about. Um. And one of the things she told me was, and I don't even have to say, like, he has to be this way of looking because you like everybody. Like, you find (laughs) the spectrum of people sexy. (laughs) So I'm like, I have a type. And she goes, what is it? And I started to say what I thought my type was. And then I was like, hmm. Hmm. Maybe not because she's like, go down your list of the people you call your husbands and then go down the list of the people you call your side pieces. There is nothing in common with any of them. And I was like, they're all famous. (laughs) I know. I know how to identify a type that you would like. Yes. Like visually. Um, But there's so many. (laughs) There's so many. Like I tend to like tall. Yeah. You know, I tend to like tall and I tend to like dark. Sometimes, sometimes. But there are exceptions, right? So, like, yes, I love Idris, and I love Daniel Kaluuya, and I love Chad, God rest his soul, and I love Winston Duke, right? Uh But then my number one unmelanated side piece is Henry Cavill, who looks nothing like any of them. And then also Richard Madden, and then also Charlie Hunnam. Yep. Not nothing, None. nothing in common. Those nothing three dudes whatsoever. look nothing alike. Nope. You know, oh, and Alexander Skarsgård, who is really oh. way Wait, there. he's blonde, right? He's the he's very, very blonde. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the one from the vampire Blood. show. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I remember which one is this. There's several scars, Skarsgårds, Skarsgårds, and yeah. I can't Bill, ever Bill remember is it. Uh huh. Yeah, so that's the younger brother. He oh, okay. played Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then of course there's their father, Stellan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, Alexander Skarsgård, I have mm-hmm. been in love with since True Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, a very tall, a very blonde Scandinavian drink of water. <laughs> He's right? very tall, like he extraordinarily tall. tall. Yeah, tall and lanky and super, super blonde. But yeah, like I tend to like dark, but hey, there's always yeah. Alexander. So who knows? Right. But she's the one, she's the only person I think that I would trust um, to set me up. And since she says she's never going to find Henry Cavill for me, mm. we just have decided to call it a wash, you know. <laughs> But of course, she says, well, mom, you're never going to meet him. And I'm like, yeah, don't say that. 
don't say that. I don't believe it never. First of all, I think I'm capable of everything. I mean, I have kissed David Tennant. That's so, true. I mean, That's it was true. on the cheek. But hey, technicalities. <laughs> okay. So how do you know that one day I won't meet Henry Cavill and make him fall madly in love with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is how our conversations go. Okay. <laughs> This is why we have this podcast because <laughs> in my delusional mind, I yeah. can make Henry fall in love and want to marry me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, it's it's funny with the, like, especially, okay, so a little, like, detour into the rest of the stuff that we, we wanted to talk about. Like, I keep thinking about um, uh, your you, because I've I've delved a little bit into the smut apps, mm. but you are very much more into the smut apps, and it cracks me up whenever you've shared any of the the screenshots of them, and it's <laughs> like that's that's just a famous person. It <laughs> literally is. Like, this this is a king in our fantasy story. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. And nine times out of ten, they don't even wind up in the actual app. Like, How it's just funny. an ad, right? Right. So they will have the ad. And this is what's the segue is because one of them is literally Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. and, like, <laughs> Charles Brandon, right? And so it's, like, some kind of, you know, Feast of Kings app or something like that. And he's yeah. the ad. But they don't ever show up in, right. the actual g- <laughs> in the actual game. But I always just think to myself, how in the world did they manage to do that? Now, in one of the smut apps that I do frequent, Moments, <laughs> Moments actually has like famous people's faces. Oh, weird. Because remember, there was one that was like uh, Matthew McConaughey. I was yes. like, this is clearly Matthew McConaughey. And they just gave him dark hair instead <laughs> of light hair. And so, and he's not the only one. Like, there have been several where I'm like, do you not see this? This is so-and-so. <laughs> have they asked him if they could use his face? Oh, it was dude who plays uh, Shadow Moon. God, Ricky oh, Whittle. Ricky Whittle, yeah. Ricky oh. Whittle. It's like the face of one of the people in it. Did anybody ask Ricky Whittle if he's fine with making him a character in a smut app? Like he was in the story that he shows up in. He was proposing to a long dead witch. She was dead. But she still existed in the house. (laughs) And he wanted to be with her. So this is definitely something we'll get into in this podcast yes, too. Yes, it's we'll talk so, about the smut yes, apps. <laughs> the apps because they are just wow, they're wild and ridiculous, and yeah. they have been so happy over this they, last year. Yeah, and so. yeah, and they definitely speak to people's interests, like people's desires. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of psychology there. <laughs> we need to dig into yeah what yeah. we have been raised and taught to think is sexy. Yes. Right. And that's part of why we say the sexy problematic stuff, Mm -hmm. because these apps are extremely problematic. The stories that they tell. Mm -hmm. um, And so, you know, we won't go through all of that now. We'll Mm -hmm. let you wait until the the episode. (laughs) Yeah, there are long lists of things that I'm like, this is horrible. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move to the next chapter. (laughs) Right. Continue to read it. But there's. 
Yeah, they're completely horrible, and everybody is a werewolf and yes. or a vampire. Yes. So Sometimes pirates. Sometimes. And always billionaires. Yes. They're always billionaires, and they always have extremely long and thick penises. <laughs> Which I can assure you, as an actual human person, does not happen in real life. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> None of those things. Uh-huh. I have never met an actual werewolf pirate vampire. <laughs> I have never met an actual billionaire. And unfortunately, of all of the men I've been with, not all of them have had very long, very thick, veiny They're members. Always focus on the veins. They're always veiny. Yeah, and, and I don't, I've never noticed. I've genuinely never noticed. It's huge length. <laughs> Oh my god! It's huge length rested comfortably upon her bud. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) I always, I feel like I have a face that I just make whenever, and it's all. It's not just the apps, right? It's it's the books too. It's the romance novels, and yeah, it's always like. You know, have you ever seen a body? There have to be other ways to talk about sex. Yeah. Like, nobody can actually say, like, vulva. Yeah. Or, like, even just puss. Like, just say, like, you know, her her waiting peach, her trembling flower. (laughs) It's turgid, turgid (laughs) member. Throbbing length. Like, oh never God. in my life have I ever said to anybody, please proceed, come forward with your throbbing length. And well, and it's just sort of like, you know, it's it's so worthwhile for us to delve into the years and the like the centuries that erotica has been written because prior to cameras and Mm -hmm. and photographs being readily available for people. And then way prior to video of any kind, like people was still getting off on stuff and it was written, you know, (laughs) it's sort of like, I just want a list of the euphemisms for like all of your parts, (laughs) (laughs) all of the parts, you know, it's so, so yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about why everybody's into anal right now. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Why are there everybody into threesomes and foursomes and moresomes? Like why that's a thing. And why, why are the women always overcome by some kind of supernatural something or another? Mm-hmm. Like there's never just a story where a regular woman meets a regular man mm-hmm. and they want to have sex. There's yeah. ne- There are very few stories about queer people that doesn't involve other stuff. Like you can't just be two regular queer people who met each other and are sexually attracted and want to be together. No, it's these guys are queer because one of them is a vampire. Right. And one of them is a werewolf vampire hybrid. Mm -hmm. And so they don't care about it. (laughs) And so that's why, you know? So yeah, (laughs) we'll, we'll delve into that. Um, And And also into like, race and how that goes into like desirability and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll we'll be sure to put plenty of content warnings on everything. Yeah. That we have. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Let's hear us You're talk about penises yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We will we'll we'll call them tur- turgid lengths. Turgid lengths. If that helps. Turgid length warning. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you that if it helps. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of these things you're going to need warnings for violence because yeah. a lot of times violence shows up. Yeah, uh, which is something that was surprising to me. Like you know, um, it's funny because uh, uh, yeah, like. So I've been watching Chinese dramas my entire life and how often, like when you look at the, the romance and erotica that's generated in other cultures, you get different, like you get different types of violence. You get different types of appeal. Like I recently watched a a Chinese drama that started with a massive HIPAA violation. (laughs) Like, that was the central premise of it. And, like, it took place in China, so I guess they don't have, like, like you know, health privacy laws there. But, yeah. like, oh, my God, really? Like, yeah. it, there's so much um, that we'll be able to delve into in this show that cuts across different cultures as well. And also why in 89, if not 99% of these stories, the woman winds up pregnant. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Because there's never just sex for pleasure's sake. It has to wind up with her pregnant Mm -hmm. in order to justify how much sex has been had in this story. Oh so, man, I'm so excited yeah, to talk about yeah, this stuff. Yeah. We'll yeah, get into so, it Yep. And so like some of the other stuff, like clearly it's a like we're into Jane Austen. We've already mentioned that. Um, we're into definitely into fantasy. Um, and fantasy that maybe doesn't like overlap with doc- like our stuff on Woke Doctor yeah. Who. Right. Um, we've already mentioned like erotica, written erotica. Um, and we'll probably end up picking up a lot of stuff like, oh, I just read this book. We both read this book. Let's talk about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the pineapple luncheon is the place where we invite you to talk to us about all of the problematic, (laughs) sexy, fun, ridiculous stuff that you like. Yeah. Um, and talk to us about all of the fun, sexy, ridiculous, problematic stuff we like. Um, and yeah, and just really dig into it outside of, outside of geekery. Talk yes. to us about the other stuff you like to. Yes. And we'll figure out like what our social media presence is going to be. We're still trying to see how to split off this yeah. content from Woke Doctor Who. And we don't know if we want to. So we'll we'll let you guys know. We'll let you know. We'll or let you know. Or if you have ideas for us, that would let be great too. Just send us, <laughs> send us like ideas on uh, on our Woke Doctor Who um contact so yeah. at doctor who on twitter um yep. we're we'd gotten bad about checking it for a while but then we got we started to pay attention to it again so <laughs> we're back into it now so yeah if you want to send us stuff there your ideas uh yeah. we're open to hearing it and you know even topic ideas like yes what have you been reading what have you been watching what have you been thinking about um, give us stuff that you'd like us to participate in or react to. We'll be interested in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do our little exit. <laughs> All right. So, Eugenia, my dear, do you feel a draft? Oh, my head is very ill. <laughs> yes. Yes. No one cares for our poor nerves. Please bring the screen. Bring the screen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>